and welcome to the June 30th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on solar plants in Angola, a possible new PPP framework in Cameroon, an electrification program in Mozambique, renewable energy projects in Portugal, port sector news in the Republic of the Congo, the swearing-in of the ninth constitutional government in Timor-Leste, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that in Angola, the National Agency for Petroleum, Gas and Biofuels, ANPG, hosted a biting roadshow for 12 oil blocks, eight in the Kwanzaa onshore basin and four in the lower Congo onshore basin. The public tender for the award of these oil blocks is scheduled for 30 September of this year, with the signature of the concession contracts scheduled for 19 March 2024. The roadshow was attended by national and foreign investors and government entities linked to the oil sector, including the Ministry of Mineral Resources and Petroleum. This bidding is part of the general strategy that plans to put out to tender more than 50 concessions by 2025. Over the next five years, ANPG expects investment in the oil sector to rise by around 40% against the last five years. Ten years after the launch of the soil plant in 2013, Angola LNG hits a new milestone with the shipment of its 400th cargo of liquefied natural gas. Although Europe has recently become an increasingly important market for Angola LNG, over the years, India has been its most important market, receiving about 60% of LNG cargoes produced at the soil plant. Also in Angola, a loan of $900 million from the Export-Import Bank of the United States, Exim, was secured to fund the rollout of two large-scale solar PV projects. These two plants, set to be developed by Africa Global Schaffer, and Sun Africa are expected to produce around 500 megawatts of electricity, contributing decisively for the decarbonation of the country's grid network and creating more than 1,600 jobs. This development follows the launch of Angola's first utility-scale solar power project by Azuli Energy and Sun Angol. Angola's private investment and exportations agency, IPEX, has facilitated since 2018 over $11 billion allocated to 581 projects. Of those projects, 169 have already been executed, while the remaining 400 are now in the implementation stage. Overall, the projects are expected to create close to 55,000 jobs, contributing to speed up sustained economic growth leveraged by the private sector. Over in Cameroon, at the National Assembly, the Minister of Economy defended the draft statute setting out the General Regime for Public-Private Partnership PPP contracts that had recently been submitted to Parliament by the government. The text distinguishes three different types of PPP according to the payment mechanisms, in which the private party can be paid by collecting fees from service users, by the government or by a combination of the two. Still in Cameroon, the World Bank has approved funds worth $330 million for the rehabilitation of a 205 km road that connects the towns of Maroa and Kosfuri and leads to Chad and Nigeria. More than 920,000 people will benefit from this rehabilitation that will improve the access to schools, health facilities and markets. 
Also to carry out road construction and rehabilitation, the Gabonese government has obtained a package of 60 billion CFA francs from the BGFI Bank. This amount will be used to relaunch work that has been stopped for several years, including the projects of the Mwanamakumba Ndebe Chibanga, Chibanga Mwabi, and Forosol Mbega roads. Nearly 2,000 kilometers of roads need to be built and the rehabilitation of unpaved ones extends to 500 kilometers. In Mozambique, within the scope of the Energy for All program, Proenergia, the government has available $377 million to increase the rate of electricity access from 49% to 64% of the population by 2024. The Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy praised the approval of the electricity law from last year that creates an attractive legal framework for new entrants, allowing for an increase in electricity production in the order of 600 megawatts. Proenergia is funded by the Mozambican government, the World Bank, the African Development Bank, Sweden, Norway, the United Kingdom, Germany, Belgium and the European Union and aims to ensure the country's universal access to electricity by 2030. Understanding the urging need to combat climate change and embrace more sustainable practices, the government of Mozambique has made the activation of carbon markets a priority and has joined forces with the Africa Carbon Market Initiative, ACMI. This groundbreaking initiative will unleash opportunities for both economic growth and environmental management. By engaging in these markets, Mozambique can proactively contribute to lowering greenhouse gas emissions, promoting the use of renewable energy, and attracting investments that align with environmental goals. ACME will assist the identification of and development of carbon offset projects across various sectors, including renewable energy, afforestation, waste management and energy efficiency. Also in Mozambique, and as part of the economic acceleration package, the government is enacting a new fiscal measure, which aims to strengthen the supervision of natural resources export operations with improved control procedures that ensure more efficiency on taxation. This measure has the potential to generate hundreds of millions of dollars annually, while combating smuggling and reducing fiscal risk. The measure is part also of the latest fiscal consolidation measures being implemented by the government. In other news, Portugal's REN has started to adopt its high-pressure natural gas grid to carry on up to 10% share of green hydrogen as early as this year. In the second semester, the Portuguese government is preparing to hold its first auction for the rights to sell green hydrogen produced using renewable energy for injection into the grid. REN said it started also to adapt instruments that measure quality to the transported gas that should be ready by the end of 2023. For more analysts, the sale could kickstart Europe's fledging market for hydrogen, as European countries turn to it to tackle carbon emissions and improve energy security. Hen said this is part of its strategy for renewable gases, in line with European Union policies based on adapting existing infrastructures to accommodate these gases and the development of infrastructures for 100% hydrogen. The government stated that Portugal has firm investment intentions to install green hydrogen plants with double or even triple the 2.5 gigawatts of capacity forecast by 2030. The Alentejo Regional Plan for Water Efficiency was recently presented at the Alamos Pumping Station in Portel, which is one of the largest in Europe. This plan 
foresees investments of 993 million euros, with around 79% directed to agriculture sector, 18% for urban use, and 3% for other sectors. The last 30 years have seen a reduction in about 20% of water availability, which together with the increase in air temperature have made the management of water resources a priority. Portugal's Secretary of State for Internationalization said this week that the government intends to diversify the external network of Portugal's trade and investment agency, I said. He was referring to an initiative that could strengthen the country's presence in markets such as Canada and South Korea, which, despite being outside the European Union, have partnerships with the EU. In his speech, the Secretary of State stated that the priority is to attract industrial investment concentrated in technology and capital and capable of producing tradable goods with high added value that can increase the qualifications and wages of the Portuguese workforce. Portugal plans to swap the entire 140 million euro debt owed by Cape Verde for investments in the Archipelago's Environmental and Climate Fund. Cape Verde's Prime Minister stated that his country plans to invest 520 million euros by 2030 in energy transition projects, such as wind, solar and green hydrogen, of which 65% is expected to be financed through these debt-to-nature swaps by the public-private partnerships. Meanwhile, the Republic of the Congo has awarded AD Ports Group a 30-year concession to manage and operate the newest mall terminal in Pont Noir. AD Ports Group, owned and majority by the Abu Dhabi Sovereign Wealth Fund, ADQ will invest more than $500 million for the duration of the concession, with around $220 million allocated for Phase 1, which is expected to be completed over the next 30 months. This partnership has the potential to be a game-changer for the country, promoting economic growth and development. In neighboring Democratic Republic of the Congo, Prime Minister Jean-Michel Samalukonde called for more investment in the country, notably in the energy sector. The appeal was made on the sidelines of the summit for a new global financing pact that took place in Paris on 22-23 June 2023, where Lukonde presented the opportunities offered by DRC as a solution country in the fight against the climate change crisis with a call for $13 billion to specifically support the project of the Grand Inga Dam, a series of seven hydroelectric power stations at the site of the Inga Falls, located across the Congo River, approximately 150 kilometers upstream of where it flows into the Atlantic Ocean. The summit for a new global financing pact took place last week on 22-23 June in Paris, hosted by France President Emmanuel Macron. This event aims at building a new international consensus for a more inclusive financial system. In this summit, Senegal and the International Partners Group, IPG, comprising France, Germany, the European Union, the United Kingdom and Canada, announced the launching of a Just Energy Transition Partnership to support Senegal's efforts to achieve universal access to energy and consolidate a low-carbon, resilient and sustainable energy system. The partnership will offer significant opportunities for investment from the private sector, sovereign wealth funds and philanthropic foundations. To accelerate the deployment of renewable energies, international partners and multilateral development banks, 
will mobilize 2.5 billion euros in new and additional financing over an initial period of three to five years, starting to 2023. Additional financing may be mobilized during and beyond this period to support the country's ambition. Also in Senegal, the National Agency for Investment Promotion and Major Projects, APIX, will organize the country's first investment in Senegal forum, seeking the development of local and regional markets. The event will take place between 6 and 8 July, gathering around 3,000 delegates, and is meant to draw benefits of the African continental free trade area and promote investment opportunities in Senegal and Africa. In order to streamline the licensing of economic activities in Timor-Leste, the government has recently called for a set of amendments to the current framework. It is intended that companies may start their activities immediately after a prior communication without having to wait for authorizations issued by any administrative entity. Meanwhile, the Timorese company Sacontel and Indonesia's PLN Icon Plus have signed an agreement that will allow the connection of terrestrial fiber optic cable network across the country and from that point to Singapore. This agreement provides for the creation of the Batugade International Gateway, a new telecommunications base in the border area of the country. Finally, after the recent election of the first female president of the National Assembly, the ninth constitutional government will be sworn in tomorrow and has already announced an ambitious plan for the first 100 days, including introducing a new dynamic to the negotiations on the implementation of the Great Sunrise Project, which is crucial considering the current global energy crisis and the end of production from the Bayonden Project. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www. This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia André from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.